This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hi, it's Sydney from Hiking My Feelings. I'm going on a speaking tour around Southern California, and I would love to see you in the audience. I'm a type 2 diabetic adventure athlete, a sexual assault survivor, and I'll be telling the story of how two hikes across Catalina Island helped me establish the mind-body connection I needed to process the trauma from a sexual assault I survived 12 years ago. Visit hikingmyfeelings.com for more information and to get tickets. See you there. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always, take Take what what you you like and leave leave the rest. Guys, San Diego and world, welcome to... Oh, that's me. If you're wondering why there's another Sydney Williams sitting next to me, it's not. She's the same, and we are... I invited her back. It was just like it was the universe going, "Hey, let's let's have another conversation." Yeah, there's been some stuff going on that we should all uh, just love each other through. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to share. You do the same, yeah. and then we're going to get into the subject. And we have another guest joining us too, who you've seen her lovely face before as well. As you're coming in the room, drop in the comments what you're grateful for. We're all going to go through our rounds of gratitude and Aww, look at, look at loving you. why we're here. Actually, we're you know gonna, what? Okay. Oh, we're going full full tats and tanks today. Full tats. Oh, we all. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah, guys, yeah. I've got one. Okay. I've got my first one. Oh. You guys are a little ahead of me, but yeah. I'm going to oh catch up God, someday. Stop it. I want, uh, watercolor. For those who aren't watching, it's a watercolor hummingbird, and it is. it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And, I got, oh, and ironically, I hated it. I hated it when it was done. It wasn't, it wasn't I had expectations. It didn't oh, meet them. Yeah. Drop that. And when I let them go, mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, more of this, please. So yeah. next time, next time you go good. get a tattoo, uh, my favorite thing oh. is like have guardrails. Give the artist like the do nots and then just let them run with it. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. Get yeah, this yeah. gorgeous. Well, yeah. let them yeah. kind of like have their own. It's a learning experience for sure. Okay, I'm gonna pull up my my outline. Someone who's also watching taught me the importance of an outline. And... Hi, Travis. Hey, Travis <laughs> and Amy. Woohoo! Woo. Um. Hi, Amy. I don't know you, but hi. And so now I've been outlining for the show, and it's amazing what happens when you prepare a little bit. More than a feeling with Danielle and Sydney. I don't see my name up there. What's going on? Well, because you're the freaking P and tap into. I'm the P and tap into. Oh, my gosh. Okay, thanks for reminding me. Sometimes I need to be reminded of my place. And here's some kombucha, if you guys are interested, that I just tried today. Kombucha. I've been in Kentucky, so that's why it's coming out a little bit. That's cute. A little bit. Anyways, okay. So, more than a feeling. It's actually ironic, because it's actually we're going to talk about it's less than a feeling. It's less than anyways, but let's get into it. So, one of the things in my life that I've been learning about. Oh, yeah. Feel free to remind me. I'm a table slammer travis you're always telling me about my table slamming okay so one of the things i'm working on right now on my journey is realizing that i am not my body i am not my feelings and i am not my thoughts because when i feel like i am those things then i become the shame it creates shame associated with not being enough comparing myself to others comparing myself to whatever research or political thing or the person sitting next to me or I don't have as many tats, I'm not as good, whatever it may be. So as I'm learning to remove myself and there's like a philosophy thing too that's like if if I'm experiencing it, if I'm noticing it, I can't be it because I have to be something else to notice it. That's, I don't know where that comes from. You may know where that comes from. I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> sorry. I wasn't hearing that. That was so cute. <laughs> Anyways, you missed it. Oh, grab my hand. Oh, we can hold hands. Absolutely. Or we can shake hands. That works too. No, I um, meant... Never mind. Oh. Go ahead. Um, okay. <laughs> so I am going to... Ah, now I'm hearing it. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present a little visual that helped me come to terms with this. Um, and then I'm interested in your all's experiences from your growth of detaching from your physical form and your electronic, electrode yeah. thoughts and uh, 
whatever, however the science is to describe thoughts and feelings. Um, and how that, how that helps you let go of the expectations, let go of and heal from the trauma, the pain, your experiences, letting go of the fact that the past is just that. It's over. It's a story in our heads. No more. The future's a story in our head. No more. Um, so, yeah. So, for me, I picture this car. So, picture your favorite car, whatever it is. Mine, uh, at one point in time, was a Mustang. So, I'm going to picture a Mustang. And it is Firebird Red. And I'm standing in front of it. The headlights are on. Firebird's not a Mustang. Firebird Red. Orange. Whatever color okay, Firebird is. I, but Okay, I got you, though. Um, <laughs> so red. The tires are shiny. They've just been that spray stuff, whatever. It's fresh out of the dealership. It probably has a sunroof. It's open in the moonroof position. Um, I'm walking around it. I'm noticing the colors of the headlights and the taillights. The door handles are shiny. There's a strip of chrome going down the side, which I don't think is a Mustang thing, but in my head it is. And I'm just looking at it. I'm just noticing it. Are you noticing your cars? I'm all up in that right. car right now. Yeah. Touching I'm actually it. in your so, car. Are you? Yeah, you gave me a really good visual. Yes. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm walking around this car. My hands, I'm going, I'm feeling the glossiness of the mm. paint. I'm looking at the sparkly specks that are in the paint. And I'm noticing how that makes me feel. I'm noticing the thoughts that come up. Do I like it? Do I not like it? Am I attracted to it? Does it resonate with me? All different words to describe feelings and thoughts. Now I open the car door. And it's, I have a key in my pocket now. We don't, have to, we don't have to do a key. So I just touch the door and it beeps and it unlocks. Hmm. Another experience. I open the door and I get in. We're going to go with all other seats because I like the way that feels and smells. Some of you may have another experience to, to, to have. Shut <laughs> up. Hot seats. Yeah. They're, the seats are air conditioned available. They're heat available. The steering wheel is smooth. The smell of that new car that's not brought on by a hangy thing from the mirror. A, a, a scenty thing. Got it. Losing words here. The radio, the lights from the, the dashboard and the radio are this bright blue. Red and blue. You sound very American yeah. here. I'm going to start. Well, that's my experience so far in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to start the car, which isn't this anymore. It's this. And I noticed the way oh, no. the vibrations and the gas pedal feel or the, the brake pedal. Are we live? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm noticing the way the vibrations and the gas pedal move. I notice that I remember that I've had older cars and I notice that vibration changes as the, the age and the deterioration of the car changes. All things that are giving me signals as to what's going on. So I'm going to stop there. That's my visual so far. I'm experiencing this car. This car is our bodies. This car is our thoughts. And this car is our feelings. I am not the car. Otherwise, I... The car can't touch itself. It can't be in itself. It can't think about itself. It's just what it is. And so for me to experience that car, I have to be separate from it. So when it comes to my body, it's squishiness, it's different edges and curves. My thoughts are very pointed. Sometimes they're soft. Sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're mean. Sometimes they're judgy. Sometimes they're gentle. And my feelings... Am I hurting? Am I laughing? Am I happy? Am I experiencing joy? I have to be different from them and separate from them if I'm going to experience them. And so the reason that this visual is so important for me is because up until realizing this now, within just the past couple of months really of, of practicing this, I have been living my life as those things. I am the pain. I am the person who hurt you. I am the person who got hurt. I am the person who doesn't have a six-pack and the pecs and the perfect-shaped head or my nose is too long or too short or my teeth or this or that. I was those things. I experienced life as those things, being too short, being too... Mm. I don't know. You can, put, I, you can put anything in that definition. It goes on forever. That didn't make me feel very good. It made me feel less than... I was always comparing myself to other people. I was always comparing myself to their experiences was always comparing myself to their thoughts and their stories and I'm going to actually interject real quick because you're not necessarily comparing yourself to their them you're comparing their, yourself to what you think they feel right my of, my my perception and that yeah. which is all I have as well yeah so good point thank you um and so I as I'm doing this I it's like I can never measure up 
I can never measure up to what someone else is going through because I will never know what it's like to be that person or realize what it's like to live their life mm-hmm. and be their story. Mm-hmm. So I learned, actually, there was a video that Amy uh, Bernier, who's on this live, um, she shared, and I forget the name of the live, and feel free to drop the link in there if you're still on here. John Michael, hey, my former roommate, hey, from New York. Or you're in New York, I'm in San Diego. <laughs> Opposite ends of the world, uh, squirrel. I mean... World? United States. United States, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, so anyways, there was this video that I watched, and it talked about um, being having an inferiority complex, is which when I feel less than, and having a superiority complex, is which is when I feel better than, greater than you. I'm up here, you're down here. There's always a pedestal somewhere in that equation. And so this woman made up a new word called interiority complex. When I come from, yeah, let's, let's think interiority, interior, like the inside, Eority complex. When I come at looking at my life from within, my own experiences, I have nothing else to compare it to. I have nowhere else to place judgment if it's good or bad, right or wrong. And those words I'm actually working on removing from my life. I still use them because they're, they're in a habit form right now. But I, I'm removing them because I don't believe anything's good or bad or right or wrong. It just is. And if I like the way it makes me feels, feels, feel, feel I'll do more of it. If I don't like the way it makes me feel, if I don't like what, how it creates in my thoughts, well, thoughts are a little bit different, actually, which we can get into in a minute, then I'll change it. And for the longest time, I just thought that's the way it was. I am these things. I'm, I'm icky. I'm unchangeable. I'm unworthy. I'm not lovable. I know people think that I'm this or that, acute or nice or funny, whatever. I don't see that. All I see is my pain because I thought that I was yeah. that pain. And so, oh, there it is. The art of being yourself. Um, it's in the comments, so check that out. It's one of the most powerful uh, speeches. Uh, it's a TEDx that I've ever heard, and it, it paints a visual. And I'm a visual learner. I need mm-hmm. that. Um, if you like visuals or if you can appreciate them, then uh, definitely go check that out. Hey, Eva. Hey, Brittany. So now i got to recap because I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. So we're not our thoughts. We're not our feelings. Oh, and the thoughts. So like my feelings of being not good enough or whatever, my thoughts are also – I'm not them. And what they are, what thoughts and feelings are, is just the way for me to go, hmm, there's something in my life. Right now I'm dealing with triggers. I'm becoming best friends with triggers because, which are thoughts, which are forms of judgment. I look at you and I'm like, that tattoo's fucking ugly. And your purple shirt does not go with your skin tone. I'm sorry. No, all those statements are untrue. I'm just making an example here. Well, take a, maybe they're untrue, maybe they're not, whatever. That's your, that's your story. Um, so anyways, but like when I look at that, what I'm doing now is I'm triggered by that. It could be your, the way you eat. It could be the way you dress. It could be the way you look, the way you talk, the way you shake my hand or whatever. And what I'm learning to do is be like, all right, I'm going to look for myself in you somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look mm-hmm. for myself. What in my life, whose voice do I hear, whose story put their shit in my backpack? Mm-hmm. I just had this happen yesterday. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to sharing here in a minute because otherwise if I don't get my thoughts out, though. No, get it out. Yeah, yeah. Get it out. So these triggers are, are not telling me that you're good or bad or right or wrong. They're telling me that there's something in my life that's a pain point. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at this pain point, I can look at where it came from. I can look at how it formed, which in essence aren't specifically important to dive into the details. What's important is to know how it came to be. Is that story true? And if it's not, how am I going to let it go? Because if I don't let it go, I'm not going to create space for positive for resonant thoughts and feelings and experiences to come in because I'm always going to be living that cycle, that story. So this is a huge concept to me right now. It feels really big anyway, and I'm excited to get to the point where it's just a way of life, where I can get my thoughts trained. And, and, and the other thing too that I'm also working on is I, I know these things and I'm experiencing these things. That's separate from the habits that I've created because of these things. And so now things come up where I know better and I'm doing differently and better, but the thought, but the patterns of judging, the patterns of um, negative thinking, of feeling like I am myself and my experiences is still there. And the universe has said, okay, let me help you with that. I'm working on a pH challenge right now with Melissa Crispell's group. Uh, been there, done that. Now I'm ready. And so that's helping me form a new habit with how to listen to my body. I uh, do a gratitude journal every night and I place that book on my pillow so that I have to touch it when I get into bed. Another form of a habit change. So as I'm recognizing these things that I want to let go of and change, these uh, new experiences are coming in to help me change them. And I'm saying yes to every one of them. Sometimes, sometimes I say yes to too much. I'm having, a, I'm having a little struggle with knowing when to rest. I'm so excited. I want to change it all right now, all at once. And 
That's not the way it works. That's why we have seasons. That's why the nature has seasons to help me go, oh, that's how the universe wants me to operate. Now I don't have to do it every three months of the year, but I'm learning to connect with that natural way of things. So those are my thoughts. It's, it's, it's an amazing experience. It's overwhelming at times. Um, and now I'm interested to hear your all's experiences and how that feels with you. And those of you in the audience as well. Oh, and let's do gratitudes as well because I forgot because I got to talking. I'm grateful for the fact that you just happened to be in the studio today. <laughs> I'm grateful for the fact that you're my producer and friend and guest and your experiences are valuable <laughs> to me. You too. And I'm grateful for getting to know more about you. Um, um, Barry. Barry. I know, Barry. <laughs> Nailed it. Berry. I got a berry. Very berry. Just remember like strawberry. Strawberry. Like, okay. Yeah. I'll, maybe you have a better one that you would like me to use. But anyways. So and Uncle I'm Barry. learning more about Barry today. And he's an amazing, complex, woke AF individual that I'm excited to get to know more. So that's my gratitude for today. All right. Uh, Mic drop. Boom. Next. Gratitude for today. Uh, man, I am thankful for the support of my husband. This has been a rough couple weeks. Um for anybody who didn't see the last episode, uh, I'm Sydney Williams. I'm a sexual assault survivor, so this last couple of weeks have been absolutely crazy um, just with everything going on in uh, the news and in this country. So I'm thankful for the support of my husband. Thank you. And um, also I'm thankful for uh, the courage of the survivors who are speaking up because our silence only benefits the people who perpetrate violence against our bodies. It does not benefit us. You don't have to get on a national stage to tell your story, but you should explore it within yourself. So I am grateful for the opportunity to do that and the support of everybody around me who is also exploring that path. And I'm thankful to be here. High five. Thankful AF. No, I 10. I 10. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I like that. More of that, please. You can do this, you know? All right. Cool. Oh, and for those of you, that was episode 66, which I believe is the one right before this one because we were off yeah, last week. It is. Um, Hiking Ooh. My Feelings with Sydney Williams. So yeah, check yes, that out. Check it out. Danielle, what are you grateful for? Jesus, so many things. Oh, uh, I was like Jesus, yes, <laughs> and also Jesus, and also Jesus. <laughs> he mows my lawn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's Jesus. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, bad joke. I uh, a lot actually. You know, you've known me through this, through my kind of up and down journey of uh, sobriety versus um, dealing with past experiences versus like all kinds of things and like you know it's I'm grateful for every experience now like you know referring to a couple days ago mm-hmm. <laughs> um that on the outside I can look at and be like oh you're so stupid that was so dumb and then it's like no I, I feel like every single experience is a learning experience and like sometimes things need to happen and so I don't know I'm just grateful to be able to to feel more today like I mean it's yeah. I'm still not quite there like I'm yeah. I'm very like shut down like I'll feel sadness on the inside but it's like impossible for me to talk about what it is not because I don't want to but because I don't know the word you're learning what it is yeah yeah and that's where it's like like I usually am like I'm, I'm almost on the on a, a doctor's level they probably call me manic depressive or something because I'm like super happy everything's great I love my life or I'm like fuck everyone and die <laughs> and then and it's like hard for me to express the in-between feelings that are like yeah there are times where i'm like things are cool but i'm not ecstatic you know um so i guess god damn it microphone (laughs) (laughs) Ah! so i guess um, just kind of learning that feelings are normal and feelings are okay and like if you hit a really low one that's okay too that's what you have friends for and if you hit a really high one that's okay you can share that with your friends too so i don't know i'm just grateful for not having to numb myself every day like I used to. So. Uh, yeah. Hi, 10. Wait, we got to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> you went too far. So I love that because I have also dealt with I'm ADD and here's medication to solve my problem. And my thoughts may be ADD. My emotions may be ADD if science even says that's a thing. But like yeah. I am not. Mm. You at your higher self level is not anything but perfect and yeah. perfect and perfect and perfect and perfect. 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 So thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. That's it. Actually, I like that point that you just made. Maybe it needs to be restated. What was it? <laughs> wow. I think No, I know. I'm just No, but or do I? But, no, well, I sorry. I think she should say it. She should. Well, no, I've lost she... it and I don't know where I'm going. But... Okay. Well, let me see if we can get restated here. So I am not my ADD. Yep. You're not your manic depressives and you're not your you're not even your tattoos. No, so that's what I was gonna say. Um 
it, so in your container, which is the car as a body, and we're talking about how we feel in bodies and out of bodies and in body experiences and out of body experiences, and you're not your trauma. Um, I just want to like restate that for the record <laughs> for everybody. Because like I'm not diabetes, right? Like right. I got I'm not the weight that I gained after my trauma. I'm not the weight that I lost after my trauma. Like when I talk about my life and my life experiences, I own the shit out of the stuff that has happened to me. But I'm not those things. Like I am Sydney, who is a light being in this body, which is my actual vehicle to get around this planet. So the car analogy isn't that far off. And also, I'm not any of the things that have happened to my body and I'm not any of the things that have happened in my body um, because I've suffered from both and I've survived both. So I, th- I just really like, I love the articulation of that, that you are not the things that have happened to you. And you're also not the things that are inside of you either yeah. because ultimately like we don't ever really have the chance to get really get to know ourselves. Cause we just don't have time um, the way that society is built here. Like, we got to work all the time and we got to earn money to like buy things. So it doesn't leave a lot of time for self-reflection. So carving that out is super important. But I, I just like when I got in touch with my body and I started listening to it, everything else changed because that was one part of this experience that I'm having on this planet that I hadn't ever really listened to before because I had listened to everything hmm. that everybody was telling me. I had listened to the doctors who told me I had these things happen Mm -hmm. or that this was going on in my body, but I wasn't actually listening to my body. I was looking everywhere else for validation of what I was feeling. Mm. And they all come to me with their own filters and their own education and their own life view and their own set of experiences and their own shit from their parents and their shit from their parents' parents. You know, like ultimately at the end of the day, like on this planet, in this moment, there's a way that we need to operate but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's just us. I am you. I am you. Like, our cells replace themselves over the course of our lifetime, and they come from the environment through which we are in. So, like, we're all part of the same shit right here. Mm-hmm. Everybody watching, like, we're not that far apart. When I think about things that happen <laughs> to my body and in my body, like, if we're looking at the statistic of the two things that are, like, really important to me, which is my diabetes and my sexual assault— if we're talking about how we're all the same, like one in three people is pre-diabetic, so I automatically have something in common with one in three people in this country. One in six people has survived a completed or attempted sexual assault or 98 sec- every 98 seconds someone's sexually assaulted in this country. Every 98 seconds, I've just made a new friend on a soul level because we've survived something together because we are all the same thing. We're all yeah. the same person. I am this desk. I am the trees outside. I am the air we breathe. Like we are all incredible. And the second that we get in tune with our bodies, we can actually understand that that is true. Because until you are able to hear your body, until you can break through all the other bullshit, all you know is what you've been told. And you haven't actually listened. Yeah. So when I started to hear the calls that my body was making, which for me was diabetes, after my sexual assault, then I was like, oh, hey, girl, I'm so sorry I've been delating your texts. I haven't been picking (laughs) up. I blocked notifications. Like, I was just like, you were too much for me. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. And I'm so sorry. Let's be besties. <laughs> so yeah. that's my that, – that's yeah. – yeah. Wow. I don't know where that went, but there we well, go. Well, no. Okay. So that brought up a couple things for me. One was – one of the things I'm learning, like I work with a couple people at, at work. I work with them at work mm-hmm. that bring up some triggers in me. And before I knew to look at those triggers, before I knew to look for myself in them, oh, my God, I hated them. I hated working for them. They're not teaching me anything. Horrible leadership, blah, 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 blah. As soon as I started looking for myself, I'm tapping. I'm just tapping. I know. As soon as I started looking for myself in other people, the trigger started to disappear. Mm-hmm. My disdain for their behavior started to disappear because I found empathy. I found connection, which then led to compassion, which then said, I see every part of you and it's beautiful and I'm going to walk beside you. Mm-hmm. And thank you. For helping me get in contact with something I've been burying for years. Because now I'm going to look at it. And when I look at it and I deal with it and I release it, you're chewing or the way you dress or your hair or your clothes. I don't even see them anymore. Because yeah. it's not a thing. And that for me is the foundation is looking for – well, there's there's part, part, multiple parts. We all have different parts of the foundation, which I love. We're all in different parts of the same journey. Yeah. 
And so it's like, for me, part of that is looking for myself and other people because I want to be best friends with those triggers because I want them the hell out of here. The second part, as you mentioned, is listening to the, to the messages. I heard it or explained earlier today as signposts, a visual. I'm on this road and, oh, Blake, your body says hello in a way that doesn't feel so good. Your body says hello in a way that feels amazing because you just got done running a mile. Listening to the messages and you're getting ready to do your share. So we're going to figure out what that third part of our foundation is. Jesus. If you feel called, if not, whatever. Why do I keep saying that? I never even say that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I I don't even really know. What what was the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about how we're not our experiences, right. our trauma, our pain, mm-hmm. our thoughts, our feelings, our bodies, and our partners. That's another thing, too. We all have chosen to walk beside people in this life <laughs> for long periods of time. For me, it's Travis. For you, it's Barry. And for you, it's Derek. And I am not my partner. I am not... Tra- one thing I love about Travis is he helps me sometimes. He's my he's my my data dump. He's my punching bag sometimes. He helps me see sometimes he triggers me in his behavior and his thoughts and the way he shows up. And I'm learning to look at myself and it's beautiful. So we're also not our partners. So that really anything from that so that resonates. Uh, so one the biggest thing that I can relate to, and I think I've at least shared with you, Pete, if not on a podcast, but. Um, is that when I was out there doing my crazy self <laughs> in my 20s, um, I things were me, right? My Mercedes was me. My mm. Christian Dior sunglasses were me. My everything that, like, I would spend lots of... Oh, I thought you were telling me. Oh, it's me. Thing. Sorry, it's me. It's me. <laughs> um, I would spend lots of money on things on the outside. First of all, it was a big boundary because it was like... It was intimidating to some people. So I I, that, I I wanted to separate. So they would separate me from some people. It would put me on a pedestal to other people, which would create sort of a separation because they're intimidated. It would um, make me look like I felt that I was better than you, even though I was super insecure. And it was like the, the bleach blonde hair and the tan and the nails and the pounds of makeup, you know, and it's like all these things created something that I wanted you to think who I was. I wanted you to think that I was this successful, like, rich whatever, right? right. And, and I mean, you know, and I was young. I was 19, and I'm already, you know, owning a house and stuff. But I had to make sure that you knew that because right. look what I went through to get where I am. You don't even know where I was two years ago. You know, I was living on that street. And, then, and it was like, <sighs> there was a lot of pride and ego, but there was also a lot of hurt. And those boundaries came from a lot of that. And one of the biggest things when I, so over this course of like living this kind of over the top life. And and I mean, mind you, I I came from a really lower class family. So I went from like having nothing, like finding, you know, food in the garbage and eating it to like, you know, owning a Mercedes in a house. And then five years later, got so caught up in the drugs that lost everything again, right? So now I'm back on the streets again where I started 15 years prior. (laughs) So going to that point, though, of, like, when I lost everything, and I remember not, like, being so lost in myself that, like, I have no identity. My identity was all those pretty things I put on. And so at this point, it was like, I didn't know how to talk to people, especially not intoxicated. I didn't know who I was. Like, people would say, well, who are you? What do you do? You know, whatever. And it's like, I don't have any freaking idea. I haven't done anything to develop myself other than get extremely intoxicated and do a bunch of dumb shit, (laughs) you know, that I'm going to regret forever. So now it's not forever, but, um, and so... Over these past maybe six years that I've been in San Diego and away from all that lifestyle, it's been so challenging for me sometimes to even just have a normal conversation with someone I don't know because it's like, wait, like all these things start playing in my head. How am I supposed to act? What's appropriate? What's not? What am I allowed to say? What am I? Thankfully, I work in a pretty cool environment where like there's not a whole lot of filters needed. But like, of course, a certain amount of professionalism is needed. What am I allowed to wear? What am I, you know, and it was just almost like relearning the things. And I don't even know if I'd say relearning because there were things that my parents didn't really teach me either. So I'm like emotionally coming back to like four year old kindergarten Danielle living in a 30 year old body doing saying like, what the hell now? You know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it was one of the biggest humbling experiences to be like, all right, this is my opportunity to actually grow into something I can choose. Like I'm not being molded by every single scenario around me. 
I'm actually making a choice today that like, hey, I want to eat healthy. Hey, I want to go to the gym. Like, I want to pursue school. I want to do these things. Not because someone told me I have to, but because I feel that it's right for me. Yeah. That, I don't know. Like, I, and I'm still, like, nowhere near done growing. I don't know if any any of us are done growing, but. Never. You're never. Never. Ever. The second you stop growing, like, yeah. Your heart has stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, okay. So, sorry, are we finished? No, I'm good. Okay. You're good. (laughs) Sweet. 10-5. Ten, oh. ten high high tens, whatever. Okay, so what I'm he- what I heard from you that I and I think I'm losing it. It's gonna come back. Um, so what I heard from you, and I gotta remember what you said, Ashley Lee. Hey, um, oh my gosh, I lost it. I love this. Maybe I didn't need to be said right now. We'll see. But it was a connection thing with. Oh, I got it. I got it. So for you, it was. Your health became a problem. You lost mm-hmm. all your money, all your things, whatever. You was it, you moved in with your grandmother. Well. After I was homeless on the street for a okay, while, so yeah, okay. I, I took a train. So and... the universe goes, wow, you're really not listening to me right now. <gasps> Let me take one more Yanked thing that away. rug right under your feet. I know. The universe said, wow, you're really not listening to me right now. Diabetes. <laughs> and for me, the universe said, wow, you're really not listening to me right now. So I'm going to fire you from your job. I'm going to release you from all things that keeping you from Kentucky and you're going to meet this amazing person. That's you, Travis, in case you were wondering. Aww. And you all are going to pack your shit. You're going to minimize everything. And you're going to hit the road without knowing your destination. Well, that All these things. You remember the fear when, when, yeah. you had, when it was forced out from under you? Yeah. Well, and, that's, and, I, and I can completely identify with that because my thing, it was like I was pushing this sort of boundary thinking like, okay, it was really heavy drinking, a little bit of club drugs. Whatever, I'm a stripper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was normal right. in my life. And then it was like, motorcycle accident. Now you're on Oxycontin. Well, you know, heroin's not that bad after all, you know? <laughs> and then, well, a few more overdoses into it. And, oh, well, I still have my house. Oh. oh, I don't have that anymore. And then it came to this point of literally, like, being, like, way up here. Like, not only financially, but in every level I thought possible, other than spiritually. Um to like literally sleeping under a bridge, walking around asking cars for money or food because I couldn't stand to be me and I needed something to distract my mind from that. And then I got that call from my grandma who I hadn't seen in forever because I was so embarrassed to see her. It was like, I will buy you a ticket to come down here. And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, she's never seen me like that. Like I was, you know, so torn up. And like when I got down here, it was just tears, you know, and I'm like, she was the last part. Like, I, I don't have a good relationship with my parents, but, like, my grandma was my parent. You know, she was yeah. the rock there. And to see, I've never seen her hurt, you know? Yeah. And so it was just kind of, like, that realization that, like, my tornado affected more than just me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, being able to, like... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it, though? Tornadoes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tornado Danielle. Yeah. Tornado Pete. Tornado well, sitting. I think that I think that's interesting. So, <laughs> one of the things that we were talking before we started recording was like this comparison trauma game, um, and how easy oh, yeah. it is to fall into that. And so, as I'm sitting here, um, I don't, I I empathize with your story, and I'm like, I the foundation that I started from would never have put me on that path, but my foundation put me on a path of like the very lower middle ish class kind of problems where it was mm-hmm. like I'm failing school oh boy like I've got uh, I survived a sexual assault and I needed to change my major like it wasn't that bad but in your story I saw the same points of struggle well, I that's saw the, thing. the same things where it was like this was a turning point okay her turning point was different but, but we the all feelings have the same, are the same. The feelings are the and exact that's the same. Thing. That's one big thing that I really noticed with people. There is no degree of like yours is worse. Yours right. wasn't as bad because whatever we experienced might have been our worst. Yeah. And so somebody gets bit by a bug and, you know, maybe it's a four year old and that's the worst day of their life. Yeah. I can't tell them that my sexual assault was worse because right. they don't have anything to compare to. Right. So that's something that I've really realized a lot of is like there's no like better or worse. It's mm. like however that affects us as a person. and like any form of assault sexual assault anything like that is an incredible thing to be able to get through because I don't even think people realize the mental part of everything like being able to like recapture your life again and be strong again and like get over the guilt and get over the shame and like you know but then be able to still attach to another human being and have a husband or a boyfriend or a relationship without feeling like that person is crossing your boundary you know it's like (laughs) it's a lot 
It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And that's what it's I love is they're like within your all shares and hearing my story and from speaking it. Um, God, there's so many more layers we can go over oh, and so God. many more areas of growth that we've already experienced that yeah. we can talk about. So you guys are invited back. Travis, right. when you're back, uh, we're, we're all going to have a party and we're going to just, we're going to unpack it. We're going to keep unpacking it. We're going to find the connection in other stories with us. We're going to see ourselves in other people's pain. We're going to see ourselves in other people's horrible things that they say and do to the world. I mean, right now I am here. I actually detach myself from the news, from the world for a lot of part, because it's like, I'm learning that how I make the world a better place is to make Pete a better place. And no amount of finger pointing or saying that this is bad or this is good or this is whatever is going to change that unless I look at myself in the mirror. I open up this cavern right here and I go, here's my shit. It's not your shit and you're not responsible for it. You may have done something to me. You may have been assault. You may have assaulted me. You may have said, called me names, made fun of me. Like my, I hated K through 12. Oh, same. Hated K through 12. You may have done those things, but I accepted it. Mm-hmm. That's my truth. You took the power. You didn't make it. me accept it. I, wherever I got that want or need or learned how to accept it, I don't know. And that may not be for my journey to learn, but I accepted it. And so if I'm going to stop hurting other people, I've got to stop learning where it came from. We visit my truth and I got to get rid of it. And then when I stop hurting the world and I start producing love where fear is, that's going to grow. That's going to turn into more. That's going to trickle down. And then maybe one day on the news, I'll be able to watch again because we're talking about puppies and sunshine and not X, Y, Z. So, you know, you saying that, like, I, it just reminded me of something in an unaffiliated anonymous program that when you're doing some work, I'm trying to be proper. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, when I, when you're doing some work with getting over certain things and there's, you know, a procedure of, well, you know, what happened and, and what, you know, who was this person and what did they do to you and, and how does that affect you, your self-esteem, whatever, all these things. So a lot, one of the biggest questions that comes up a lot with people is what if I have, and these are supposed to be resentments, right? So like, what if I have a resentment towards someone that did something to me that I had no part in, right? Like I was a child, um, and I had no say and I had no part in that. I, I didn't cause it to happen. Like how, how do you, how do you get over that? Right. And what somebody had told me that I think is one of the best things is like, you may have been a child and somebody did something to you and you had absolutely no re, you know, no part in doing that. But what your part is today is holding that resentment and saving that space in your head to where that person has that power in you still. So yeah, you couldn't have done anything then, but what you can do today is release that and realize that that's something that happened in your life and use that as a tool or let it go. Yep. You know? That's Oprah. Again, I learned the way she said it, it was forgetting is realizing, sorry, forgiving is just realizing that the past could have never been any different. Mm. Mm. And there's more unpacking to do with that, obviously. Well, for me, as far as like explaining it for myself, but that, that right there, that was one of the sayings that, that began the journey of like, oh, I can't change it. What am I going to do about it? You're just going to sit here and I'm going to come find a podcast and a live and a Facebook page (laughs) and I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do about it. So, oh my gosh, guys, we did it. (laughs) That your conversations and your experiences and your shares and you guys in the audience, we didn't even get to comments. We're going to go through some comments real quick. But like, I am so excited and grateful. And I've got lots of time. Why are you worried? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Well, you're you're right. You're right. Honey. Yes, thank you. If there's I'm... more to talk about. <laughs> I granted okay. to speak. We haven't heard much from you, Sydney. I talk too much. No, no. <laughs> oh, yes, she. Yeah. P.S. P.S. Nobody is too much. Nobody is too much. Nobody's too much. There's room for everyone. All right. Well, let's let's start looking at some of these comments. Yeah. Appreciate people for being with us. Hi, Rebecca. When you and okay, okay. So Shelly, Arxy. Says hi, Travis. Be grateful that I'm living in Canada. That's beautiful. I've never been. Maybe one day I will when it's warm. I'd like to come hide in your basement. Wow. <laughs> Not in a creepy way, but like because Canada <laughs> seems nice. I uh, gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, Peter Morris here. Amanda Foy. Hello. I uh, I started watching an interview with you, Amanda. Uh, I forget the woman. I just discovered her new page, and I'm looking to go back towards it because I, I love hearing you speak. Um, so check out Amanda Foy. She's got a page. Amanda AF. Yeah. Gay, Aunt Gay. That's my Aunt Gay, everybody. She says hi. Hi. Amanda says, the big question for right now is, is this what I want? Mm-hmm. Is It's the most perfect question for daily self-reflection at any moment. And you can... Oh, I'm having issues reading right now. And you can ask it when you have feelings about something. Is this what I want? 
then your answer going from there is your foundation of your next action. Oh my gosh, that I love when people like reword things a different way because like I I feel that I know yeah. that, but it's like to be able to get it out, it's like it's just information. What am I going to do with it? What if you don't know what you want? That's, then it's, that's okay. So, like, you want to know a fun fa- a fun trick? Yeah. Okay. So along those lines of like, what do I want? So yeah, I do a lot of that because I'm super reflective. Like I'm a journal mm-hmm. freak and I'm a writer because I write to process. That's how I understand. Yes, yeah, same. Um, but Barry taught me this little trick. Like uh, <laughs> when you start, when you have a thought and you're like, what is this? Is this mine? Is it yours? Is this love or fear? Whatever. Before you do any of, before you do anything, is this thought rational or irrational? Oh, I just had experience with that earlier today or yesterday. Like, I this sounds. We're talking about like cognitively understanding things and like yeah. knowing and that like right place, right time, right messenger. Meaning, okay, so can we define Meaning. that? Meaning, can I can I define this experience? Yeah, can I like? Is this a rational thought? Is this something I can fix? Is this something I can control? Uh, okay. Is this mine? Like, I uh, example. I feel like. Uh, for most of my life, it's really hard to bring up these examples because I don't feel this anymore. Like it's hard to tell this story right. with conviction. But like uh, back in the day, I was told that my curly hair was unprofessional and hmm. and that it made me look chaotic um, in the workplace and hmm. that it wasn't a good look. So I straightened my hair for forever. And at one point in time, it was when we were doing the trail, I was like, well, obviously, I'm not going to bring my straightener on the trail, but I didn't wash my hair all week, and then I didn't comb my hair all week, and then I j- dunked myself in the water at that last stop, and I got out of the water, and I was like, I'm done giving a shit about having curly hair because the thought of should I straighten this or should I let it be curly is an irrational thought because it doesn't fucking matter. So that's a terrible example, but <laughs> if no, you, if you it's can think not. Of, but like when, but for for me and for. I would imagine a lot of other women in America, and I would just say eh, everybody, like when those negative thoughts come through, instead of assigning good, bad, right, wrong, just say, is this rational or irrational? And in your mind, like categorize or think of whatever your two words are, whatever your comparisons are. For me, I say rational or irrational, or I also say love or fear. Like, mm-hmm. what what is this? Mm-hmm. What Like, what is this? And like establish a system for yourself. Yeah. So then you can start to determine what's yours, what's not. Is this rational? Is it not? Is this good? Is this bad? It's neither. You know, like that when because you were talking about like assigning value and stuff and you were talking about really deep trauma and I'm hearing we're all kind of alike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you put it all together. You're 100 percent right. Like. Identify what you can fix within yourself and everything else takes Mm -hmm. care of itself. It It it, it becomes invisible. It it comes right back to whatever is whatever is best for me, Sydney, in this body is best for everyone always. Because (laughs) if I can't show up for myself, how am I going to show up for you? How am I going to hold space for the survivors that I intend to support for the rest of my life if I can't show up for my damn self? Right. So... Self care is not. First. Yeah, exactly. Put on your own <laughs> life vest. Put on your own ma- oxygen mask. Mm-hmm. Do all of it because, <clears throat> like, if you can't take care of yourself, and I'm not talking like go buy yourself some makeup for self care. Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But like, self care doesn't have to be something that you buy. It is something that you do. Yeah, and boundaries. It, yes. Uh, physical up, maintenance. Body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, but yeah, but yeah. Well, I was just hearing like different things. I don't think like self care is like take a bath, light a candle, Which do a meditation. Are all important things. They are. However. But I love like boundaries, <laughs> saying no. Um, and the list goes on of things that I don't really have normally thought about which can be harm seem harmful to other people or hurt Self-care? their feelings but not my journey not my monkey not my circus it's not your problem but i'm going to do it lovingly and yeah, yeah self-care can also is can, can and i i think in some ways should be subversive like the work that i'm doing talking about survivors is subversive in that like i'm not going around saying let's smash the patriarchy because every time i say patriarchy people shut down yeah but i go out there i tell my story from my truth from my power because i've owned this because ultimately, self care, the best form of self care is facing your shit when you're ready. Ugh. Hi, 10. <laughs> yes. Facing. And when you're ready. Because so you had said, what if I don't know? And for me, so a month ago, the one full moon ago, it was Melissa and Travis and I. We were at our house over in Ocean Beach. And we wrote down our things, a list we wanted to get rid of, and we threw them in the fire. And Danielle, you just did this with me a couple days ago. Sort of. When, you you did, you did your version rituals. of it. You did your version of it. It's exactly whatever happened, um, was meant to happen. And so, but. My first list, I didn't know what I wanted, but I did know, and I had just began learning that creating space 
Like you can't put people in a house if it's not first empty. You can't put a flower in a pot if it's not first empty. So create that visual for me has stuck and I love it. So I had to let go and create openness, release all expectations and just see what came in. Hmm. And that mirrored with working on judgment because when I stop judging things and I just notice, I notice that I'm in traffic. I notice that my boss said something that I don't really agree with. I notice that I have this place on my body and I don't really know what it is. I don't have an emotional attachment to it. I don't have an irrational thought or like, I just say, okay, what can I do about it? Like it has brought my level of anxiety down and my level of peace up. And for me, finding peace, that is my main goal. Finding and teaching peace is my main right now. We'll see how it changes as I grow. But like right now, that's my main thing because peace, when I experience life from a state of peace and whatever that definite, it's going to mean whatever it means to you. For me, it's just like when I can experience life with an exhale, it's so beautiful. All the bad stuff, all, all the perceived bad stuff becomes beautiful. All the perceived beautiful stuff becomes even more radiant. Like, it's just... Think, <sighs> things don't matter. Like, I mean, no, yeah. they don't matter. The power they don't matter. They, they, they matter differently, so. maybe is a better way to say it. Yeah. yeah, I just... Yeah, so... All right, let's keep going with the comments here. Travis said, so happy I can be your data dump and punching bag and trigger. You know what? But it's done with love and... I'm so grateful. So grateful. That's right. Well, and that's the thing about like, and I wish this on everybody. Maybe your relationships aren't going to be forever. Maybe you get divorced and you have, you go through whatever relationships, your parents, your children, whatever things come and go. But if you can find someone, and this is my experience, so maybe I'll flip this around. When I found someone that I could be exactly me and that person was not judging me. And actually I got that because I started being that, I think is how it started. So I started being it or my version of that. And then that came back to me also through Travis. Um, Like that has been creating a safe space is probably the most foundational foundation foundation thing to dumping out your stuff, not being afraid of it, not being ashamed of it and going through it. So safety. So Travis, all that stuff that I don't know if that makes you happy or sad or whatever, but like you've provided safety in my life for me to, to, to dump it all out and grow and whatever. So, and, and, and it just manifests because look, there's so much safety in this room, in this whatever, and oh, you're picking your nose. What is, is that like a love thing? Yeah. Oh, is that your thing? I was just gonna be like, uh, and I would say the same for Barry for my super safe judgment free zone. Yeah. But oh like, honestly, like you're so right, and I think it's worth spending a little time talking about just a second. Is like that knowing I didn't even know who I was when I met Barry. If I'm being completely honest, like I was like you. I was working at a, like, well, different lives, but like I was working at a PR agency. I was portraying this image of a young go-getter PR girl who was charging up to Chicago, the big city, to go do her thing. And then she chose to go skydive. And that was the first decision I made for myself in forever because I was up until that point living a life to either meet the expectations that I had set upon myself based on what society said I should do or what my parents said I should do or whatever else environmental triggers or factors figured into this path. But I was on the path that I was on when I met Barry. And I honestly believe that by clearing out enough junk to make a choice for myself, because in that moment I was like, I want to learn how to skydive. And I might get, I thought I might get fired if I tried to go do that, (laughs) which is weird. Um, (laughs) I understand that. yeah. Yeah. So like, but I had, I had been saying no to a lot. And then I said yes to myself. And then I met Barry. And then there was that judgment-free zone. And now I've been able to grow as much as I've grown in the time that we've been together. And I didn't even know who I was when I met him. I don't know what that means, but I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know who I was when I met him because Uh I was trying to portray an image like you were talking about. Because, like, we try to be these – We humans are smart, right? Like, we pick Mm -hmm. up on patterns. We identify trends even when we're not told. And then we are told because in this country we are told everything. Like – I didn't even know who I was until I entered a space where there was no judgment to where I could unpack that and figure it out. And I had to strip away everything I'm not first because you're talking about like, I don't even know what I want. What the fuck is this? I had to strip away everything I'm not. Who am I not? What don't I Mm. want? What what is? Yeah. Who am I not? And what don't I want to find out who I am and what I want? And when you created that space, guess what rushed in? All of it. Me. So (laughs) and me. And, and Danielle. And Danielle. And, and Specialty Produce. And, and Final City Improv. And like and all the things. And Amy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so apparently this person knows you. Rebecca Allured yeah. says, tell Sydney Williams for the third time in 24 hours how much I love her. Aww. Heart, heart. So, so Becca, fun fact. Um, Becca and I are part of, we are 
we were acquainted as part of a blogging community back in the day in mm-hmm. 2008, 9, 10. What up, brazen careerist and 20-something bloggers? If anybody listens to this, please reach out because that would be wild. Hi. Um, but Becca and I have been loosely connected on social media through that. And then she was actually the first person to use the hiking my feelings hashtag beyond me. Mm-hmm. So I like every once in a while, like I scroll through Instagram through the hashtag to see if it's all my posts still or if like maybe somebody else is relating to this and it's resonating. And she was the first person to use it. And so like we and then I rediscovered how we were originally connected. And so to have her here and she's just been like this amazing support system. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to give a huge shout out to Becca this week. Hi, 10 for Becca. Hi, 10 for Becca because she has been an amazing supporter. She's like a champion in our little hiking my feelings community and I'm just so excited to have nice. her as like nice. part of this. Something, part some, of like the, a, the more circle. support you're attracting in. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so, all right, well, if you all don't hear anything else, that's all our comments. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Rebecca. I think I said hi to everybody that was here. Boom. Um, hi, everyone. And Shelly and Travis and all the Pete, Melissa and everybody and you all. So how so, are you? How am I? Yeah. <laughs> I I am I'm gonna crash so hard after this because I am s- rolling so high. Yeah. Which that's Good. also part of my journey is the self care when I need to come down and I need to yes. chill. So, Bring but I'm but the, another opportunity to, to figure it out. So, I'm amazing. I'm so grateful to be looking at your faces right now. And, and Barry's face too, over there. And Barry, face. Barry, Barry, Barry. <laughs> they can't see Barry. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to do our traditional sign out and then I guess you're going to go turn something off maybe. I'm right here. Oh, you got, got it. Okay, you got Okay, we're good. Yeah, okay, all right. Got it. That's a technology hashtag. Okay. So, from our heart <laughs> Wait a minute. From our heart to yours. Thank you for joining us as we tap into life and get out there and do it yourself. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap tap into life. life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.